Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Resource Families Thrive. This is Daniel, Resource Family Training Specialist from Pathways to Permanency at Stanford Sierra Youth and Families. It's been a little while, so I just wanted to check in and keep you updated on the goings-on of our program and our outreach efforts and education efforts. It's been a few months, and so as a reminder, I do ask people to like, comment, and share on our podcast posts as that goes a long way in helping others to hear the information that we're trying to get out. If you're a new listener, I always start with some basic information about our organization. Stanford Sierra Youth and Families is a merged agency between the two former. Um, we have around 150 years of combined experience in the Northern California region. Our full service area encompasses 17 counties, but our primary resource family approval offices are located in Sacramento, Roseville, and Grass Valley. The organization provides a variety of services. It goes uh, pretty far beyond resource family approval and foster care supports. We have several mental health programs, juvenile justice intervention services, family advocacy, behavior supports, and more. Any of the services that we offer are focused on supporting our agency mission, which is transforming lives by nurturing permanent connections and empowering families to solve challenges together so every child can thrive. So the first topic of this episode is that I want to express my gratitude, my appreciation for everyone who's listening and gathering more information about foster care. I wouldn't be able to continue this without your support, without you being involved, even just by listening. It's my goal to help you so that you can feel more empowered to help children and teens in foster care, whatever way that looks. Well, I hope that that means more of you connecting with us to become resource families. There are various other ways you can get involved too. Uh, you could be a mentor in our wonder program uh, that was featured last August and will be featured again soon. You could donate to the organization, even as I said before, things that are as simple as liking, commenting, and sharing our social media posts, continue to spread the information that other people might need to hear. It could be the sign that someone is waiting for to get started. So they can help one of the thousands of kids in foster care in our area. I hope that you feel empowered to reach out and ask me questions or suggest topics for future episodes because I really want to know what you want to know. My second main topic today is it, the thing that I kind of like to do a lot, giving little pointers, tips, and tricks. At the time of recording, we're at the end of October, and I kind of think of Halloween as the gatekeeper of holidays. It's really not uncommon for families to dress up together so they can go trick-or-treating, they can have fun, they can collect candy. And then once we get past Halloween, we have several important cultural holidays. Uh, this time of year can be hard for our kids in foster care because they're separated from their families, their traditions, and their cultures. A big example that comes to mind is the Mexican tradition of Dia de los Muertos, or the Day of the Dead. Uh, it's a celebration of loved ones who have passed. Families gather in cemeteries with food and music, and many of us might recognize the traditional sugar skulls that we see. It's just one example of a cultural holiday that occurs this time of year centered on connection and family. And so I want you to think, what if you were separated from that? from the connection to your roots, your loved ones, a way to honor your loved ones, those who have passed, those losses that you've experienced? What if you were unable to set up an altar to honor those who have passed, to visit the graveyard or gather with friends and family? 
Beyond Dia de los Muertos, we have several other cultural traditions and holidays that come up this time of year. Um, Hanukkah, Diwali, Yule, Kwanzaa, Christmas. The common theme of all of these being that they're times that are often spent with family. They're done celebrating through a variety of traditions. Um, another one in European American tradition is that many families also celebrate Thanksgiving. So ask yourself a few questions. Really contemplate these things. Write them down if you have to and write down some answers, giving you a little homework. What are some of the traditions that you and your family have around different events or celebrations? I have a few friends who have crab dinner on Christmas instead of turkey or ham. Uh, some families wear pajamas and open one gift each on Christmas Eve before bed. There are other classics like watching special movies, um, sharing special foods. My personal tradition for Christmas is to watch Nightmare Before Christmas on the eve of um, or some people read stories together. Think of the things that you did when you were a child. Think about crafts that you might have made in class around this time of year that you took home and you shared with your parents. The things that you learned. If you had to move to a new family, what would you want them to do? What would you want them to know about you? What parts of your culture would you want them to honor the most? And now think about how you can do that for a child. The biggest sources of information about a child's family traditions around this time are the child themselves and their birth family. I am very passionate about connection between resource and birth parents because they are an important part of that child's identity. A child's birth family can tell you what is important to them. And you can take that and add them to your home. You can bring in a child's traditions, share yours with them, and maybe make some new ones just for you. All of this is part of becoming a resource family for a child and with a child. For a long time, my personal belief has been that we are looking not for kids for families, but the right resource families for kids. A way you make yourself the right family, make yourself a resource is by creating new things that are for you and them, joining them as much as they're joining you. It's a chance to get creative, to have some fun, to learn more, to share. The holidays are about giving, and this is a chance to give warmth and love. Part of being a true resource is a willingness to be flexible and to learn more. And that includes about new holidays, traditions, and cultures. So my ask in all of this is to think about what you will do to become a child's family, to really think about what that means. Remember that our organization is currently hosting resource family orientation several times a month, all held virtually. There's no commitment in attending an orientation. You might still be exploring whether foster care is part of your journey or if we're the right agency for you and that's okay. As a trainer, my goal is to get you information. Uh, at the end of each month, I'm also hosting video screenings and discussions. So I, pre I present a video that has some valuable information, and then we have a chance to discuss what it means, how it connects to the help that you can provide. Typically, those are the last Tuesday and Wednesday of each month with one session in the daytime and one in the evening. 
As I mentioned before, I'm also always looking for requests for uh, topics to cover in Resource Families Thrive. So with that in mind, never hesitate to reach out to us via phone at 916-368-5114. You can visit our website, ssyaf.org. You can ask us questions directly at info at ssyaf.org. Remember to like, comment, share on our social media posts. I always appreciate you joining us as we explore this world of foster care together. It's been my absolute privilege and pleasure to get to do this with you for so long. And I look forward to all of the new content that we're going to be creating for you. And so until I do get to talk to you again, I hope that you keep on thriving.